0: This is Jeff Nyquist, uh, JRNyquist.com, and it's our podcast for uh, Thursday, September twentieth. I'm uh, sorry, Thursday, November twentieth, uh, two thousand eight. And with me is George from Ukraine, and we're going to talk about developments there. George, you were um, you had made some discoveries about uh, Ukrainian Prime Minister Julia Tymoshenko, about her connections with uh, people in Moscow.
1: Uh-huh. It's, uh huh. It's well. Uh, a lot of people made this discovery recently. It, it for me it all started when she disappeared several days before the uh, Georgian war started, uh, from public scene, and she was not commenting anything for a couple of weeks. And uh, later when she returned, uh, her comments were, well, if you if you wouldn't call them pro-Moscow, then probably it's like uh, like. In between neutral and pro-Moscow. And um, later several articles appeared in different uh, sources, uh, newspapers and uh, internet and uh, commentators also made some remarks on this. And uh, uh, officials from the pre- Ukrainian president uh, Viktor Yushchenko administration officially commented to the same effect. Well, it looks like that uh Ukrainian Prime Minister has some secret arrangements with the people from Moscow. And uh, some people report that it's done through the collective of uh, high-level GRU officers and generals. Uh, some of them actually even reside in Kiev. And some of them are known to be uh, very important people in the campaign in Abkhazia in the early 90s when... Uh, uh Kremlin leadership was trying to and actually effectively accomplished uh, the uh, separation of Abkhazia region from the state of Georgia and uh, yeah th- these people seem like they are close friends to timoshenko and that Timoshenko. now
0: what's uh, interesting is is that the g- the general the g r u general who was, was involved, involved in creating, creating Abkhazia back, back after, after the fall, fall of, the of the Soviet, Soviet Union. Union. Uh, is involved in this group uh, close
1: to Timoshenko Right, yeah, he goes by the nickname of Mansur. he has several names and he supposedly uh, was born somewhere in the Caucasus and he is a uh, PhD in, uh, I believe, in political science and uh, he considered to be one of the major specialists in arm trading in the region and also is reported to be one of the major drug dealers in the world and they, and they report that there is this group called, well, Far West, I believe it's called, or something like that, that uh, there are several uh, GRU top people are part of it. And, uh, uh, well, the level of their influence, um, it, it is also reported they're part of the Sechin uh, team. And Sechin is a former KGB officer as well who is very close to uh, Putin. And I believe he's his deputy now.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, Well, this is very interesting because, um, you know, you mentioned drug dealing, and we talked about the involvement of the GRU in setting up Abkhazia. Abkhazia, as well as South Ossetia, are both chunks of Georgian territory that were broken off uh, from Georgia after the fall of the Soviet Union. And if you look at a map, if you think in military terms, you can see that these are the invasion routes into Georgia. And then what Russia did is basically by creating um, these enclaves, uh, uh, South Ossetia and Abkhazia, they were creating an open invasion route into Georgia, and they were securing that invasion route by creating the resistance movements there of so-called Russian citizens that they supported, which, of course, they used both Abkhazia and South Ossetia as invasion routes in August when they invaded Georgia.
1: Of course, yes, and it was also reported then that in the early 90s when this... uh when this operation for, uh, that effectively annexed uh, Abhe- Abkhazia uh, and made it like a part of a uh, Russian-controlled territory, it was reported that this Mr. Mansur had also this idea, uh, actu- actually a plan, to conquer the rest of Georgia and to encircle and uh, 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 the, 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 and take over the capital of Georgia, Tbilisi. Mm-hmm. Well. So when
0: the Soviet Union collapsed, uh, GRU officials, officials of the Soviet and then Russian general staff, were already planning how to take Georgia back into the Union, and had already set up Abkhazia and South Ossetia as part of this plan to take Georgia back, so that the invasion of Georgia that happened in August was really part of a plan that goes back to the early days after the fall of the Soviet Union.
1: Well, yeah, and see, it's it's interesting because it um, uh, supports the uh, methodology uh, of uh, introduced by Anatoly Golitsin that uh, basically means that the uh, dismantling of the Soviet Union was kind of a faked operation that the that Kremlin left all this, uh, the necessary structure and plans to take um, uh, the those uh, quote unquote independent countries over in case needed, and uh, well, we we could see it uh, in Georgia. Maybe they don't need to, to have it uh, returned fully right away, but they still, do, well, we, we can say that they are very close to to it, if yeah. needed.
0: And, of course, what's interesting is they created similar structures to encircle Ukraine. For example, the trans Republic that exists between Moldova and Ukraine along the Dniester River. This is a very, um, uh, odd country. It's a country in the shape of a string that runs along the river that controls the major ri- river crossing points between, uh, 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 Ukraine and the West along that, that avenue. And, and of course, uh, I- I Russian troops are kept on that soil. Russia also has kept a large armaments, uh, there so that they could fly troops in or, or, or take them in across the Black Sea and up the river to, to basically plant an army in Ukraine's rear at the drop of a hat and cut Ukraine off from any support from the West.
1: That's absolutely true. And the, the shape of that Ovidnistrovia of Transnistria country is really amazing. It's really a... Stra- and, and another thing, the pipeline Odessa-Brody um, that was supposed to be a project starting to work this year, um, President of Ukraine, uh, Viktor Yushchenko, recently signed uh, this... Um, Deal with Azerbaijan, Georgia, uh, and, uh, Poland, uh, to put in operation this alternative to, uh, Russian pipelines and to the, uh, Turkish pipeline, uh, known as, uh, um, uh, Bakut Zeyhan. So, uh, well, it, it wouldn't be a, a, a big competition to those because, uh, probably would only be capable of carrying one quarter of the oil, but it, it's a good beginning for the, um, the securing of the uh, energy independence of Europe.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a, a way that uh, Georgia and Ukraine could use to bring the uh, oil directly into Europe without uh, having recourse to Russia.
1: That is correct. That is absolutely yeah, which correct. Which is a very significant. Of course, it's interesting that this project was broken up by the incursion into Georgia just as it was getting underway. That's Uh, right. It's very fortuitous. It's very interesting how the Russians, they create these these enclaves now recognized by Moscow as independent countries, like Abkhazia, like South Ossetia, now like uh, the Transnistria Republic,
0: Um, and and these things are specifically put in place. There's no area of the world where these kind of political formations exist. Uh, but they are the political formations apparently of the GRU, I bet you there's a GRU officer associated with the trans Republic in, in setting that up uh, because um, the GRU has its agents and officers throughout the former Soviet republics ready for, uh, you know, to facilitate a reinvasion of those countries and a retaking of those countries if the agents that control the governments in those countries fail. And what we saw in the case of Georgia was the Rose Revolution in which uh, Saakashvili threw off the control of the Soviet agent networks there, uh, basically fired the entire police force in Georgia uh, to hire people who had no uh, training uh, under the Soviet regime and created something completely new and made a country that was, for the first time, independent of Moscow, in not just in theory but in fact. And in Ukraine, perhaps we should relate the story of how, through the poisoning of Viktor Yushchenko, the presidential candidate, and through his extraordinary victory during the Orange Revolution, that Ukraine gained a a particle of independence from Moscow, although uh, the Russian prime minister is the tool of Moscow, the Russian president is not, which is really extraordinary.
1: Right. You mean Ukrainian Prime Minister? Ukrainian the Prime Minister Tymoshenko, yeah, and the Ukrainian yeah. Uh, President Victor and right. they're really at odds with each other. They represent different forces.
0: Uh Victor represents uh, tr- true Ukrainian patriotism and freedom and, and Julia Tymoshenko is represents the corrupt interests of the Soloviki, of the KGB um, you know, and former Soviet types that, that want that country to remain beholden to Moscow.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, so, um, um, we mentioned um, uh, two uh, different intelligence and, well, um, uh, military uh, structures. One is uh, GRU, another is KGB. GRU is a military intelligence, and the KGB is, well, it is military, but it's it's more like involved in political operations and that yeah. kind of...
0: Yeah, the KGB is, is the, the Committee for State Security, Security of course, course, is what it literally the, the, the letters, letters come, come from. from. Right. Uh, and of course um, state security, is the secret police of the Soviet regime and now it's called the FSB um, right. the, the internal part of the KGB is the, the Federal Security Bureau or, or uh, however you translate it and, and of course uh, their influence in Ukraine is big because the KGB organs in Ukraine were not entirely smashed and these these KGB types surfaced in Ukrainian politics and in in Ukrainian media and business.
1: That is that is true, and there are too many of them. Well, it's it's hard to imagine, but it seems like uh, the majority of the uh, people in Ukrainian politics are somehow connected and basically play for the interest of the foreign foreign power. It's still the remainder of the old Soviet structure. And Ukrainians have to deal with this. And it's a very complicated process. And, uh, well, Viktor Yushchenko, who is the president of Ukraine, who um, got elected in 2004, uh, uh, it, despite the enormous um, uh, fraudulent uh, activities uh, to uh, actually put in place another candidate who was not supported by the majority of Ukrainians, and uh, the Ukrainians um, in 2004, in uh, starting from, like, say, the end of October up to the uh, well into the February, the, there were massive, non-violent, uh, peaceful protests, very well organized and disciplined, basically in the capital of Ukraine, Kiev, and in the other sa- uh, towns and cities. And it's estimated that probably over 10 million people took part in this. And at the peak level in Kiev, uh, there were over two million people present uh, at the uh, at those protests. And uh, well, uh, sometime before that, in September of 2004, the uh, candidate uh, Viktor Yushchenko was a can- only a candidate then, and uh, he was poisoned uh, in a very brutal manner uh, by a uh, chemical known uh as uh, dioxin and this thing was supposed to kill him but he got lucky because uh he has a very good wife who was born in the united states and uh, who uh well well they report that she worked for uh, some the state department some other federal uh, agency in washington and well she uh actually pushed for immediate evacuation of her husband to uh the clinic in Austria. It was done. Uh, wasn't easy uh, to do that uh, for them, for the team of Yushchenko. But they somehow they managed to do it, and they saved his life. And doctors in Austria, when when they saw uh, the Mr. Yushchenko dying there, they when they examined him, they came to the conclusion that six or eight hours. That's all he had. So they came in the last. Like literally a couple of hours. So it really is a a, a fluke. Uh,
0: I mean, an di- of almost a divine intervention that this man survived to become president of Ukraine.
1: Well, it definitely looks like it. Well, whatever how you comment it, it's a matter of your face and uh, the way you see the world. But that was that was an amazing, a uh, almost mir- miraculous event. Well, um. So, uh, you can imagine, uh, the level of a, uh, criminal, uh, activities, anti-Ukrainian activities going on there if, if things like that happen.
0: And so now what we find is Viktor Yushchenko, who, who wants to lead his country into NATO, who wants to be aligned with the United States, who is trying to protect his country from being, um, manipulated by Moscow who stood with Georgia when Georgia was invaded. He faces this prime minister within his own country, uh, he being the head of state, his prime minister being the head of government, and this prime minister, Julia uh, Teneschenko, is an agent of the main intelligence directorate of the general staff. This is being alleged now in, in what uh, publications in Ukraine?
1: Uh well there were a number of publications made but uh well uh, the the most uh, important probably are the official uh, statements done by the uh, by the uh, Ukrainian president administration by the chief of administration and his deputies and other ministers well they actually um uh, they tell the public what is going on and uh Uh, There there are facts to support what they say, and facts are very, very hard and very, very shocking. Like uh, the fact that um, Yulia Tymoshenko as a prime minister blocked this very important strategic project of Odessa Brody pipeline to pump the... uh, uh oil delivered uh from Azerbaijan through Georgia and uh, so the, so think. just as there is an uh a division of labor between the KGB and the uh, GRU uh where the GRU is engaged in sabotage against the enemies of Russia the so-called enemies of Russia uh has performed the role of sabotaging Ukrainian
0: independence and sabotaging the pipeline uh in a project in the interests of Moscow
1: right exactly and it's it's something uh, that cannot be even argued in terms of uh, well there are official uh, official documents and uh, instructions and like decrees whatever prime minister has power to do that that was issued to block this project and the other—it's not the only one that she blocked—that uh, is of a strategic importance to the state of Ukraine. Another thing was a deal that was signed with the American oil expo- expo- exploration companies to start drilling on the shore of Crimea, which is a, penin- a Ukrainian penil- peninsula in the Black Sea, and she also blocked that. Actually, I, I believe the, uh, this thing went to the international, some sort of international commerce or business court because the American companies—they had a deal. To start working, and then she blocked it. So it's another very interesting and uh, important thing, and it's also well, it's not some, it's 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 an actual fact that is supported by the governmental documentation, and well, this is what it is. Uh, her position uh, was uh, well, she gave a very funny explanation on that. She said that. Well, if the uh, right now this uh, well for the pipeline, it's interesting. Now, right now, it's uh, it's working on probably like one tenth of its capacity, pumping Russian oil in reverse way to Odessa port. So, Timoshenko claimed that uh, when the the project that Yushchenko signed with the presidents of four other states will start working, the uh, oil remaining in the pipeline is the target of the crooks who want to steal it. And then she gave a very funny figure, which is actually like 200 times more than this act, this, this pipeline could hold, uh, uh, as far as the technical assessment of it is. So, well, it's it's all uh, well. It's very obvious what is going on.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, I want to thank you for being with us on the podcast, George, and I look forward to uh, more news from Ukraine. Ukraine is a very important country. Uh, one of the largest Soviet republics during the time of the Soviet Union, and a country that has tried to fight against Soviet tyranny in its own way, with millions of Ukrainians being killed by the tyrants in Moscow over the the last century.
1: That is right. Thank you very much, Jeff, and uh, uh, looking forward for more conversation. Okay. This has
0: been a podcast for JRNikos.com for uh, Thursday, uh, November 20th.